Okay, so today we are going to switch gears and we are going to talk about parenting. And uh, for that, we are uh, we are following. We are going to follow this book uh, by Ted Tripp called "Shepherding a Child's Heart." Uh, and uh, today we are just going to talk about introduction. So, so please uh, do order this book, and it would be very helpful for you as a reference guide for the future. But also, uh, if you uh, if you read. Okay, the chapters. I'll tell you in advance what chapters today. We're just going to do the introduction. Uh, but if you uh, cover the chapters, if you read the chapters ahead, okay, it will really help you uh, to um, you know follow along in the class. Okay, so so that's called shepherding a child's heart by Tetrip. Okay, so I hope everybody can see that. So this is uh, shepherding a child's heart is the name of the of the lesson, but it's basically uh, about uh, the series rather. But it's about uh, uh, you know uh, raising children, okay? Biblical methods of raising children. So um, just to uh, be giving credit uh, where credit is due, uh, almost uh, this entire class is pretty much taken from this book, uh, and, um, and and so that's why I encourage you to get the book and read it. Okay, it's uh, it's it's very easy to read, and uh, you also benefit from it. Because one of the things that it has is uh, at the back of the book, and we'll, we'll eventually get there. Uh, this might take us a couple of months, maybe even three months. Um, is that uh, the last few chapters are talking about uh, what are the things that you do, uh, you know, the procedures that you should uh, consider uh, at various uh, stages of life. So there's a, you know, chapter, um, chapter uh, 15, for example, is about the period from infancy to childhood, and then it goes on. And all of you will have kids at various stages of life. Some of you, multiple kids at different stages of life. So then uh, chapter 16 uh, is about childhood. So that's the period from, uh, you know, from a uh, little bit uh, grown up, right? Uh, they're a little bit grown up and uh, they're about ready to go to school. So sort of that age from about five, uh, five or six up. Then there's uh, sort of the, uh, uh, you know, uh, the teenage uh, years, right? So, uh, so it's got different, uh, obviously each of those periods require different uh, methods, different techniques, uh, you know, and uh, different thinking. So, uh, so if you are in one of those phases, you know, it will help you to go ahead and read ahead and you know, we'll eventually cover it uh, so that you don't have to wait, right? Okay, so today we're going to talk... Uh, uh, an introduction, and uh, I, 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 you know, I hope to finish this up in an hour um, or 45 minutes from now. Uh, it's not a very; uh, it should be a fairly short session before we get into the meat. So, uh, one thing common about the uh, finance study and this one um, is that uh, you know, very often we come to these subjects, you know, uh, wanting to get quick answers. Okay, and we think that there's some you know, there's a five-step process or a three-step process. And if I do this, uh, you know, everything is going to be great. Okay. Uh, that's not the way it works with finances. It's not the way it works with raising children, uh, especially children, because, you know, you're dealing with human beings, right? And you're dealing with uh, um, sinful human beings, you know, human beings who are conceived in sin, as David said, you know, in sin, did my mother conceive me, right? I was, I was sinful from the womb from the moment of conception. So you're dealing with personalities, you're dealing with psyches, you're dealing with uh, uh, human beings, basically. And so 
there's nothing easy about it, right? And so, uh, you know, we will get to some some practical tools and all, but it's very important that you understand the, the, the foundation, right? Just as, you know, with the finance study, we laid the foundation about God's role and God's control and God's authority and God's uh, provision and all these kind of things and our role as stewards. Uh, you know, if you don't get that right, then, uh, you know, just following a few techniques might have some good effect, but at the end of the day, you know, you're missing the whole point. Okay, so, so what we need to understand is that, uh, you know, that uh, that uh, God obviously having children is something that uh, that uh, God was a purpose of creation, right? So when He created man, He then created the woman. He put them together into family, and He says uh, to them the the very first command He gives them is to be fruitful and multiply right and fill the earth so uh, and of course the only way that that can happen you know you can be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth is if you have children right and so uh, children having children is a very complex thing you know the lord says that it's a it's a blessing and it's a the fruit of the womb is his reward you know psalm 127 but um, it also comes with a lot of um, complications it comes with a lot of pain and you know difficulties and challenges uh, simply because we are in a, in a sin-cursed earth. Okay? We are dealing with sinful human beings. We are sinful. Our children are sinful. So you put two sinful people, a set of people together and you know the result is always going to be complex and difficult. So, um, and so it's, it's important that we go back and understand that this is, this is all part of, and for a Christian especially, it's also part of our being, uh, our being, Conform to the image of his son, okay, of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, you know, I think the Lord uses parenting, that season of parenting, uh, and the complications of dealing with children to really teach us a lot of things. I know, uh, in fact, uh, probably some of my kids are listening here. Uh, Lisa can tell you a lot of stories about, uh, you know, about how I dealt with her versus how I dealt, I deal today with Josiah, and it's vastly different, okay. Um, and now they'll tell you that dad has become easy and he's not as strict and all those kind of things. But, uh, you know, but if you ask me, I, I'll say I've just become more mature. Okay. Now they may not agree with that, but, um, you know, uh, you learn a lot. Okay. You learn patience. You learn that, uh, you know, um, that you need to sometimes take things a little easy. You need to leave things. There are things you need to leave to the Lord. There are things that you need to do. And these are all things that come from experience. So what, what we hope to do in this course is sort of lay that foundation so that you understand uh, what are the goals that we should have as parents, what are the um, objectives that we should have, what is the end result and the outcome that we want to achieve, uh, because ultimately that's really going to drive how you deal with your children, right? Uh, so that's very, very important. So we're going to start off uh, today, and I want to make this a little interactive. So, uh, so I'm, I'm just going to pose this question. Uh, you know, and maybe I, I hope you guys will uh, will be uh, participative here. Um, you know, what are your goals for your children? So if I asked you, you know, today, and, and uh, you don't have to spiritualize it, okay? Just be uh, very open. So, uh, so, or you can just open your mic. And if you don't, if you guys don't uh, open your mic, I know who all have kids here. I'm going to just pick on you, okay? And by the way, thank you to all the singles who are attending. These are all good things to learn before you become a father or a mother. Uh, so I'm sure you will uh, you will benefit. So I'm going to ask, uh, who am I going to ask? Is there a volunteer? What are some of the goals you have for your children? 
I was going to talk about this. Just allow me. Ah, yeah, please, Raj. Yeah, so let me say this. Uh, she should understand that um, uh, how I reach here, and I, I should also uh, think about it like growing her into this spiritual way. But I'm not going to take it as much spiritual as you mentioned. So that is the first goal for me to raise her spiritually. The second one is I want to uh, understand how I want to make her understand how she need to contribute towards society and okay. um, she, she needs to be a good human being as well. Okay. Like the things so, we are looking yeah. around and she should also respect the elders and the you know the members who are around around us. So I think okay. I think uh, this is the second goal. So Thanks. good uh, good citizen, right? Uh, obedient, right? Respectful. Uh, good character. All right, so that's good. Okay, let's pick on Starlet. Um, well, first thing is uh, um, making sure that uh, Aradhana comes to know of uh, her savior and the need for a savior. Okay. So you want her to be saved? Yeah, I think that's yeah. the first okay. priority because if that's not there, then there's no point living life. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. The second thing, uh, my parents did a lot of. Uh, Things that would have been looked upon, um, looked down upon today, as in uh, the way I was brought up. So probably correcting many of the mistakes that my parents did to me um, is something that I want to do when I grow her up. Okay. So you don't want to you don't want to copy your parents. Yeah. Okay. It so happens that uh, the people we do uh, the things that we do not want for our children because of our past tend to be the first things that we do by unknowingly for our own children. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yes, that does happen. Yeah, so like comparing your okay. kids with others and uh, yeah, yeah, um, and forcing um, studies on her and stuff like that. Like, and then the third thing is uh, one thing that I hated in school was studying, mm. and uh, one thing that I would really like for Aradhana is to love studying. I mean, love studying. Okay, love studying as in love her school. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a chore, but yeah. So, so actually enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Others, uh, Jason. Uh, for me, the goal of uh, you know raising Kripa is in uh, to that she would know Christ and uh, okay. So salvation. Salvation. And yeah, okay. uh, yeah, I mean, with that, all the rest is would be taken care of by God. Okay, that's a that's an interesting point. We'll look at that. Um, who else? Who else? Can I, who's a new parent here? Sajan. Uh, yeah. Um, like everyone said, definitely to know the Lord, but not in the way that we did. Uh, mm. uh, you know, uh, I really understood uh, salvation and all much later when I was probably in college and and stuff like that. And and we just did it as a like a a check mark, you know, uh, salvation and getting baptized and all. Many times, you know, we were raised in, uh, you know, uh, cultures like that, probably. Um, yeah. That's that's the main thing. And then uh, even choices regarding, um, you know, sin or any of those things to get them to understand why and what, um, um, uh, rather than just saying you should do it because, you know, we said, we told you to do it. Um, uh, so these are these are goals that for them to understand uh, yeah. that really well much earlier. Yeah. Okay. Good. So 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 some of you or many of you have sat through this lesson before. Uh, so you're giving all the right answers. <laughs> but uh, but thank you for sharing. So let me just come back uh, to uh, 
to this and and uh, you know and and uh, you know sometimes in these kind of forums we might be we might be uh, not willing to come out and say these things but but um, you know let's think about it from a secular point of view okay if i can call it that and 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 i say secular you know at the same time uh, i should point out that very often these are also our goals okay while all of us will say yes we want them to be saved and all those kind of things you know when you think about you know i've got a child now what do i want what do i want for this child uh, right uh, you know uh, the uh, education of the child right we want them to be educated so somebody you know starlet said it a little differently he said he wants her to like education but but probably if we think about it more broadly you know we want them to get educated we want them to do well right so so if you think about from our society especially in india um you know uh, education is very important right in fact in our hindu culture they even have a uh, you know they even have a god right there's a god for education it's like a deity uh, you know you worship education uh, right so so you know you have uh, uh, so education is of course you know we want uh, and when you think about it you know what drives what are the things that the behaviors that this goal having this goal for our children causes well you know we 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 worry about what kind of school they're going to be in we worry about the grades they're going to get we worry about you know how they do on their tests we worry about putting them into the best schools you know and so on and so forth right so so our goals ultimately drive our behavior and our attitude towards our children so when they if education is the most prominent thing you know uh, goal for your child then you know if they don't do well in your classes then obviously that colors your attitude towards them right um you know uh, several of you mentioned this you know we want them to be saved okay uh, that's a very uh, a very natural goal to have for uh, you know for a christian uh, but uh, you know is that is that good enough uh, you know we'll we'll look at that right is that is that enough i mean we know a lot of people you know a lot of people we have people you know we see them in every church all around us people that we know people in our family who are saved they're baptized but then you ask yourself you know uh, the life that they're living their level of commitment to to the lord their level of service uh, you know their spiritual growth is that you know yeah they might be saved you know or some people say they have the ticket to heaven right wrong way of looking at it but that's what we do but is that good enough okay so so it's almost like we i i think we um, when we set those kind of goals uh, when we set salvation as a goal again i'm not you know obviously we want our kids to be saved we want but keep in mind two things okay one is that one is that it is god who saves not us okay uh, of course it it would gladden our hearts if they do get saved so so you know uh, you know everybody in sin is dead in their sins and trespasses we can't save them okay only god can save them second of all if if that's all we are that's our standard that's actually a very low standard okay um, just somebody who's a saved you know they walk down the aisle or they said a prayer and now their eternity is it's like a oh thank goodness you know I'm, my kid got saved the next thing is they get baptized then you know thank goodness they're going to heaven so i'm i'm satisfied right i'm not too bothered you know how they do in the rest of their lives whether they're growing or they're... so so again salvation is almost like you know if you think about it from perspective of god it's uh, you know we were reminded again this morning we are called to serve him right 
so so salvation is a is almost like a, a low threshold really and and we should have even much higher then of course uh, jobs right we want our kids to and this goes with the education you know we want our kids to uh, uh, to end up being doctors nurses engineers whatever you know is the thing of the day it people okay um, you know so on and so forth uh, businessmen you know we want them to get somewhere in life we want them to to do well okay uh, marriage okay we may have goals for our marriage we want to make sure that they get married they have a happy married life you know they find somebody that's uh, you know good looking and from a good family and you know you can you can fill in the blanks uh, you know criteria uh, there you know and these are all things that we desire we pray for uh, you know nothing wrong per se uh, with any of this um, it's natural and then uh, you know money right nobody mentioned that but we want our kids to be comfortable so i used our friend uh, mukesh ambani here the billionaire richest man in asia you know who's who's got tons of money right uh, so we want our kids you know we want them to become a billionaire but you now we want them to be comfortable right and so we do certain things in our life whether it's saving up a lot of money for them you know whether it's buying houses for them flats for them you know making sure they're comfortable paying for their education all of these kind of things so so it's very important for us to sort of set the right goal okay so the goals of of what we are going to study the goal of this class uh, you know the series is is really not any of these things okay uh, but but rather it's uh, it's sort of going back to scripture so so what is a biblical vision okay what is a biblical goal for our children and this is the what, what we'll see uh, you know as we go through this class is that uh, you know it's it's about uh, uh, it's really comes from Deuteronomy 6 verses 5 and 6 right and so just to give deuteronomy uh, give a little context here so here the people of israel they've gone through the wilderness they've wandered around for 40 years uh, without really getting in and now now they're coming you know to the right into the promised land and the lord is giving them these instructions right and he says this he says uh, that you shall love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength these commandments that i give you today are to be on your hearts right and then you shall teach them to your children and to your children's children and you shall and we'll look at this verse later in more detail but uh but this is sort of the vision that i want us to i want to set before us okay is that and it's a much greater vision a vision is you know if you look at any company they have a vision statement right it's a it's a it's a long term goal a vision you got a vision you got a mission you got strategies right uh, but this is what drives the vision is what drives your strategies right strategies drives your specific tactical things that you do or the operational things that you do so you know it's very important as parents that we keep this in mind and remember this is also the when when uh, when jesus was asked you know which is the greatest commandments he said uh, he said not only will i tell you the greatest commandment but i'm going to tell you how you know two commandments that you can put everything else into right all the other commandments are contained within these and the first of these was this that shall love the lord your god with all your heart and all your soul and with all your strength right and this encapsulated and then of course the second part was you know you love your neighbor as yourself right so it's the relationship with god and then the relationship with others with with other people right and and that second one is subservient to the first because it flows out of the first so it's when you love the lord your god with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength you know that love then gets reflected in your 
relationship with with the other people, right? And, and he says all the law and the commandments can be, uh, you know, put into these two, uh, these two commandments. So uh, this is the first commandment, right? And when you when you when you start parsing the words, you see, uh, you know, what a what a deep vision this is, right? So so many of you said we want them to be saved, right? Um, you know, salvation, as I said, is a low threshold. Now, this this verse doesn't say anything about salvation, right? Although salvation would probably be a prerequisite, but it says that you know it's not enough to be saved. But you know, what I want is that is that my child or I, for that matter, should love the Lord with all of my heart and with all of my soul and with all of my strength. Okay. Uh, so when you talk about being saved versus actually having that genuine love. Okay, that love that flows out in action, in in thinking, in attitude, right? It's it's a far different thing, right? So so it needs to drive. And then when we when we start raising our children, uh, if we keep this vision before us, and if you have it on a plaque, right, and say this is my vision for my children, that every one of them should love the Lord with all their heart and all their soul and all their strength, you know, it gives you something to uh, to judge whether what I'm doing is right. Okay, does it align with the vision? Okay, there are a lot of things I might be doing. There's nothing wrong with them, but does it align with the vision? Uh, and it allows you to measure and see, you know, you know, regardless of what my child does, maybe they're naughty, maybe they're not, you know, but are they developing that love for the Lord? Are they, and of course, to love the Lord your God, you know, from this, a lot of things flow, right? You've got to know God, first of all. You've got to know about God, right? And you need to start doing that from a very young age teaching them these things, right? Your, your objective is not to keep pumping them with, you know, this is what you have to do to be saved. This is what you have to do to be saved. But, but you have to build that love for the Lord, that understanding of God. Uh, and along with that, we'll talk about that later. Uh, today, uh, the, the centrality of the gospel, right? You start introducing them to the gospel so that they understand sin, they understand God, and then that draws them to the Savior. And then we pray and, and, and hope that the Lord will open their hearts. Right and quicken their spirits to, to believe in the gospel. So we'll talk more about this a little later. So this is the goal, you know, that we should love the Lord our God with all our heart. That's the vision that we need to have for our children, right? So let's just talk about the current culture. So we obviously live in a very changing world. Uh, it's a very individualistic world where everybody cares more about me than others. Um, you know, parents are busy. We're all busy. We have jobs. You know, we have things to do. Uh, and uh, and a few years ago, you know, people started uh, bringing out this term uh, called quality time. So they said, well, it doesn't matter how much time you spend with your children; uh, it's the quality of the time that you spend that's that's more important, right? But in fact, the reality is you need quality as well as quantity. Okay, you can't uh, you can't make up for lack of time with your children. Okay, lack of um, you know uh, you spending time with them. Um, there also we live in an age where if you go back to the 1960s onwards you know we've been on this uh, downward spiral of uh, of uh, you know breakdown in um, in authority structures okay so whether it's uh, the authority of the government the authority of the church the authority of the police the authority of the, you know of the elders the authority of the parents they're all sort of breaking down right and 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 uh, you know, and, and really that's an impact of sin, right? So, so there's, there's a sort of underlying sort of rebellion uh, against authority. And every few decades, you know, somebody comes up with a new theory. So whether it's how you discipline children, you know, it used to be, 
in the old days, I mean, I remember, you know, I used to go to Clarence, uh, you know, Clarence uh, school for, for one and a half years. Okay. And, uh, you know, once uh, there was a, there was a vice principal there called Mr. Abraham. Um, you know, none of you would know him, but, but anyway, he was a very strict guy. He had a big stick in his office. So uh, once I did something that I shouldn't have done and me and this other kid, we got called to the office and we got beaten up nicely. Okay. Um, you know, now today, you know, I can, I can ask my friend, Jerry George, uh, I, I'm sure that's not even permitted. Okay. That he could probably get in trouble if he, if he whacked a kid. Okay. If he punished a kid with a, with a ruler. Okay. But Mr. Abraham was there and everybody knew Mr. Abraham had a stick and, and that was the last time I did anything wrong or I ever went to Mr. Abraham's office. Um, so, you know, these kind of ways are no longer acceptable, right? The world is changing around us. And there are psychologists with theories of, you know, well, if you do this, you'll, uh, you know, you'll, uh, you know, you'll uh, diminish the self-esteem of the child. Uh, and so the world around us is changing, right? Um, and, and what happened is as a result is that, is that we have a lot of parents who are very frustrated. Uh, you know, there's this fear and, and you, can, you can just see this when parents, you know, when, uh, you know, Paul is about to turn 13, right? So he's going to become a teenager. So, uh, so normally when you have a conversation, uh, you know, especially in the US and all, uh, they're like, oh my goodness, a teenager, oh, be prepared, you know, uh, your life is going to change completely. Um, you know, and there's sort of this, this trepidation and this fear of, oh man, teenagers can manage them. They have a mind of their own. Yes, they're different. They do come up with a mind of their own. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, all the ways, the, the modern ways of parenting have created this kind of culture, right? And then we see um, probably a, a lot of children who are raised in Christian homes, they leave the faith. I mean, we have, uh, you know, we deal with this as elders with uh, many of you, uh, you know, are coming from your homes, you were, you were raised in Christian homes, uh, I think Starlet alluded to it, you know, you were raised a certain way, you were told you had to do certain things, you were told you have to be saved, so you got saved, then you were told you would be baptized, so you got baptized, and then you, you come out into the world and you have freedom, okay, and, uh, and, and you start using that freedom, and you start getting into uh, friendships that draw you away, and then you wonder, well, what's wrong with it, what's wrong with me going out and drinking? Okay, one drink, uh, is that really wrong, right? Uh, then you start getting into relationships, okay? Then you start getting into uh, the relationships, start becoming physical, okay? And then, uh, and then very soon you find they start questioning the faith, right? Uh, and so, and then the parents become really worried. I mean, I've had, you know, uh, I remember one parent from a few years ago here in CBF called me up one day and, uh, you know, his daughter... Uh, hadn't come to the meeting and started, you know, giving me a hard time saying, well, isn't it your responsibility to make sure, uh, you know, because honestly with the people we had, I couldn't remember when she came to the meeting, when she didn't come. And so I said, yeah, I think she's been missing, but I'm not totally sure. Well, how can you not be sure? You know, so, uh, you know, you should know, right? So, so again, the, the father there, and of course, that was a case where, you know, we, we knew the story, and we knew there were serious issues with the way that ch the child was raised and there was a little bit of rebellion there, right? But uh, a lot of that goes back to the way that you're raised and how you teach your children, how they make these decisions. So, uh, and then the, the, you know, ultimately they go out into colleges, they start getting exposed to, uh, to uh, philosophies and uh, things and then their faith is not built on a solid foundation 
you know, maybe their faith is even not built on any kind of foundation. The, found, the only foundation is what their parents told them and the strictness with which they've been brought up and the expectations that were placed on them, right? So we have to understand the relationship between parents and children is such that whatever expectations we have, they do look up to us and they want to please us, right? Because we're their caregivers. They know how much we sacrifice for them and the time we spend and, and all the efforts we put in. And so, so you know, they want us to, uh, they want to please us. And so they will do certain things. And, uh, but we as parents, you know, we will end up being frustrated if, uh, if we don't do, you know, what is biblical, right? So, so, you know, although the word of God says that children are a blessing from the Lord in Psalm 127, uh, you know, sometimes you wonder, are they really a blessing? And so we have a lot of couples deciding, you know, I'm only going to have one or I'm only going to have two. And, oh, what a, you know, and they're, they're tired, they're frustrated. They, they don't really have joy, okay, in parenting. And, and, and the Lord, when he gives you a reward, it's supposed to be a joyful thing. It's a, something that's supposed to make you happy, okay? Um, so, uh, you know, so what does all of this mean, right? So, you know, what we want to do in this class is we want to come back to the, uh, we want to come back to the scriptures, okay? Um, so, uh, you know, we have a guide, okay? There is hope. So if you are a frustrated parent, there is hope. Uh, we do have a guide and it's the word of God. And, and you know, in, uh, in First Peter, he says that the, the word of God is sufficient, for, that he has given us everything. For, for faith and godliness, okay? Everything we need has been given to us, right? We have a very practical guide. We just went through, you know, five, six weeks of studying about what the Bible says about finances, right? It talks about the, the things that are, you know, I mean, the, 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 the Bible is very different than really any other religious book, okay? It's not a set of rituals. It's not uh, epic of some kind, some story. Yeah, there are stories and all of these things in there, but at the end of the day, it is a guidebook. It is, it is telling us how to live life. It is revealing God to us, right? It is revealing the person of God. Uh, it is revealing the character of God. It is revealing the plan of God for all of history. Uh, it is revealing to us how we are expected to live if we are followers of that God, if we are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and and, and um, so it is the revelation of God who has infinite knowledge. So if you have to start with this, you know, with this premise that, you know, God's word is true, right? It is absolutely true. Uh, and, uh, and it presents an accurate and comprehensive picture of children, parents, family life, values, training, nurture, discipline, right? It equips us. Uh, and uh, I know unfortunately, we tend to go away from that. We tend to listen to worldly advice uh, on these things rather than, rather than what the word of God says. Uh, but if you want to have hope in your parenting, you know, you've got to return back. Okay. So we're going to talk about three uh, key concepts and then we'll stop for the day uh, in, in biblical parenting. Uh, one is authority. Uh, second is shepherding. And the third is the centrality of the gospel. And these are everything and we'll delve into each of these uh, in the subsequent uh, uh, sessions. So what is authority? Authority describes the parent's relationship with the child okay what is the parent's relationship to the child uh, and uh, let's just look into that a little more so you know authority is a very fundamental principle in scripture okay god calls all creatures to live under authority you go back to genesis uh, when he put man you know he put him in uh, he put the whole creation under his authority he says you know uh, that i have given you uh, you know authority over all of these things right you you be fruitful and multiply 
right? You, uh, you know, uh, this is this is your, uh, you know, your creation to tend, right? So, so God does that. When you look at the, um, you know, the uh, the structure of the Godhead, you find that, right? You find like while the while everybody every person of the Godhead is equal and equally God, nevertheless, you know, there is a, there is a, a roles. There are roles that are defined there, right? And the uh, the son submits to the father, right? Um, you know, the son submits to the will of the father. He says, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. So he wasn't any less God, but nevertheless, for the functioning of the Godhead, there is this, this sort of relationship, right? Um, so God has given you as a parent authority over your children, right? So when he gives you the child, he blesses you with this child and he's given you this child for a season, uh, and uh, just like uh, it's it's almost like the concept of the steward, right? So he's given you his money, you know, to take care of. He's given you a child or children, okay, multiple children, and he's given you authority over them, right? And you are to exercise that authority as God's agent. You are not, you don't have some intrinsic authority simply because, uh, you know, you, uh, you know, that child has your genes, okay? Uh, that authority you have comes from God. So just like, you know, you are appointed as a steward over your finances, over your money by God, right? You are appointed as a parent. Okay, it is God who opened the womb. It is God who determined that, that you would have this child. And he has, he has decided that you will be a father or a mother. He has given you that authority. And so just as the steward of the money is supposed to follow the instructions of the master, you know, you are to exercise that authority, uh, you know, not for your own agenda, not for your own convenience, but on behalf of God, right? And God has made clear what he wants you to do, right? He wants you, just as he told the children of Israel, as they were walking into the promised land, they were entering the promised land. He says that I want you to teach them this. I want you to teach them. I want you to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. And then teach them to your children and your children's children, right? This is my mandate to you. Right. Uh, and uh, then he goes into all kinds of things they should do or shouldn't do, uh, you know, but ultimately the vision comes back to that. You love the Lord, your God, with all your heart. Uh, and uh, so what happens very often is that, um, you know, we try to the reason that we have a lot of frustration with our children, especially as they grow up, is that we are often trying to meet our own agenda. OK, we are worried about and our own agenda might be, you know, what will everybody else say? OK. Uh, uh, you know, if they don't behave. So therefore what happens, we try to get them to, um, you know, we try to get them to observe certain behaviors, right? Where their heart is not in the right place. They're not doing it willingly. Okay. They don't understand why. Uh, they just know that I got to do it. And, and you ask them, well, they ask you why you say, well, what are people going to think? Okay. Or you shouldn't go to this place. Uh, well, why shouldn't I go to that place? Well, because, you know, what will happen if the elders of the church find out you're going there? Okay, uh, you know, and and, uh, and, uh, and and so what we're doing when we when we when we uh, direct our children in that way with that kind of reasoning is that we are we are teaching them that what matters more is the approval of other people. Okay, so it doesn't matter what you actually do or what you actually think in your heart or what your attitude is. You know, what matters is that you uh, you do the right things, and that's why you know today we have a lot of. Uh, people, young people, okay, some of you are here listening to me, uh, and if this resembles you, then, you know, I encourage you to please talk to somebody, where, you know, you're coming to church, why? Because your parents ask you, did you go to church? 
Okay, or they're telling you you better go to church. Uh, but on the side, you know, you, you do a really good job of building that facade around you. Okay, you know what your parents expect, you know what the elders of the church expect, you know what the others expect, what your uncle and aunt and your relatives, you know, expect, what your grandparents expect. So you'll be goody two shoes on the outside. Okay, but meanwhile, you're engaging in all kinds of things from smoking to drugs to sex to, you know, wrong relationships, physical stuff, okay, that you shouldn't. Um, and I think that goes back to, you know, you can always trace that back to how, you know, the children were taught growing up and they were not given the right thing and parents were trying to pursue their own agenda. And, and again, it's not that they were bad people. It's not that, but it's, it's, it's partly because they didn't really understand and they thought, you know, they, they sort of shifted from focusing on the heart of the child towards these outward behaviors, right? So, uh, so you, you, you're not a direct child for your own agenda or convenience, but direct among God's behalf. And then another point is authority does not equal authoritarian. Okay, authoritarian is someone who, you know, like that father on, on the picture at the top, he's shouting at his child and you know, poor child is slinking back there. Uh, you know, he's done something wrong uh, and he's saying, you know, uh, he's exercising his authority in an authoritarian way, in a dominating way, in a despotic way, right? In a dictatorial way. Okay, you're ordering them around. But that's not what God wants, you know, and the picture on the bottom is the Lord Jesus washing the disciples' feet, right? And, uh, but God wants us to be an authority like the Lord Jesus. You see Christ, he says, you know, the Son of Man did not come, uh, came to the world to be served, uh, you know, not to be served, right? Not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Uh, and, uh, you know, so you're not, you know, as a parent who's exercising authority, God-given authority in a proper way, uh, you know, the idea is not to uh, hold your children under your power, to dominate them, but rather what you want is to empower them, to train them in the ways of God so that they really love God, okay? And when they go out and they start making their decisions on their own, you know, their, their thinking is such, you know, that they try to please God in, in uh, you know, in, in how they do that, right? That's the, that's the goal that we should have. And then as a parent, you know, we must exercise authority and you must require obedience. And it, it, it's really about the why, okay? Why should, so very often, you know, somebody will, uh, a father or mother will tell the child to do something and the child might ask uh, as, as children are prone to do, well, why should I do that, okay? Uh, and you know, one answer that we typically do is, well, because I said so, okay? Because I'm your dad and you better listen to me, right? But really, uh, you know, is that the reason why God gave that to children? Yes, God says children should obey your parents and the Lord, right? For this is right, Ephesians, uh, Ephesians 6, 1. But is that the reason that they should obey? Is because I'm the dad, because I'm the authority, because you're living in my house? Uh, no, okay? You require obedience because that's God's command. Okay, why should you obey? Because God has commanded you to obey. And, and if they truly understand who God is, then, you know, then, and that builds up within them that understanding that God is the ultimate authority. You know, it's not even my dad or my mom. It's God who's the ultimate authority. They are agents of God in my life, you know, that, that have been provided to train me, to protect me, to provide for me, to get me to a, a stage where I can go out on my own. And there's a term of a benevolent despot. Okay, so, or a benevolent dictator, right? So the dictator sets all the, the goals, but you have cruel dictators and you have benevolent dictators. So benevolent despot or benevolent dictator is somebody who has the best interests of the child at heart, 
okay, but is directive in, in how they do it. But the important thing is to explain the why, and we'll, we'll talk a lot more about some of this. So that's the concept of authority, right? Without, uh, without establishing this authority structure, uh, you know, in the family, in dealing with children, you know, that it's parents first, and then the children are an authority to the parents. Parents are an authority to God, right? If we don't have that authority structure right, then you will get into all kinds of problems. You get into abuse, okay? You get into all sorts of problems. You get into uh, physical abuse. You get into mental abuse in the home. And this happens, you know, several children who have been through this and who are dealing with these problems even as adults after marriage, okay? Uh, that they're just, you know, having severe issues, you know, of bitterness and of all these kind of things that impact them because of the way that their parents dealt with them while they were children. Okay, these things have long-term, uh, you know, detrimental effects. So that's the authority. So then the, the next thing, the next concept, and we're just talking concepts here, is this idea of shepherding. Okay, so of course, as the as the term suggests, shepherding is about uh, herding sheep. Okay, or sheep herding. That's where the term comes from. So so it's a it, you know the parent is a child's guide, and you have a picture there, and you can see how the shepherd you know, handles all these children, right? Uh, I'm sorry, all these sheep rather, right? So he's got, uh, he's got a stick in his hand, right? He's got a staff uh, and, 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 you know, sh and sheep follow each other, right? So he gives the, the sheep some direction and they follow each other. And then when the sheep are going along the path, they find then occasionally some sheep will stray, right? Off to the side and he'll go there and give them a little tap and bring them back in, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, and that's really the job of the shepherd. And, and this, uh, this series is called Shepherding a Child's Art because, uh, you know, what our, our whole, you know, what, what we are trying to achieve here, uh, you know, in this uh, as parents is exactly this. You know, we want to shepherd the, chi the child's art. The child has a heart, right? Obviously, he's conceived in sin. He's born in sin. Uh, and we want to shepherd them, right? We want to shepherd them through a process which helps them to understand himself right? Understand himself as a sinner. And I'll get to that in a minute. And the world in which he lives, he, he needs to be able to interpret the world. So when the child is born, you know, his capacity to learn is, is infinite. Uh, but he's trying to digest what he sees around him. So as a child grows, he sees more and more, right? So when the child is little, they're protected, all they see is your love and care. Then they start getting exposed to other children, right? And then the other children start, you know, fighting with them or throw something at them. They start realizing, hey, this is not all, uh, you know, all uh, roses, you know, this is not all fun. You know, there's something going on here. I'm getting hurt by somebody, right? Then you expose them to the world at large, you send them to school and they start having other kids that call them names and bully them. Uh, and then they start watching the news and they start seeing, you know, murders and mayhem and natural disasters and pandemics and all these things. And, and, and you know, the child needs to be able to understand and interpret the world in which they live. And that's the job of shepherding, right? And then they also need to understand themselves that they are sinners, right? And so understanding the what and the why, right? Very often we focus on, on what they should do, right? No, you should do this or you shouldn't do that, but why, right? And that's what develops the ability of the child to think, right? On their own and make decisions on their own. So you got to move beyond just instruction to actually Helping the child to discover themselves, okay, uh, requires it. It requires investing time, uh, investing in the life of your child, having open and honest communication, 
uh, that for the 16, 17 years that you have your child with you, you know, they're learning about themselves, they're learning about life, you help them to discover, sometimes they make mistakes, you let them learn from that, sometimes you punish them to direct them in the right way, uh, but ultimately what you're trying to do is help them to understand themselves and the world around them, right? So parenting is shepherding the heart, okay? Out of the heart comes the issues of life, you know, Proverbs 23. So, you know, we'll, we'll look at this uh, next week when we talk about the heart uh, and, and how important the heart, understanding the heart of the child. And what we're trying to do is, is guide the child's heart in a proper direction, right? And, and when we do that, you know, ultimately the result could be that they get saved, but hopefully much more than that, they actually learn to love the Lord, they God with all their heart and all their soul and all their strength. Okay, the third topic, and then we'll finish today, is the centrality of the gospel. So, uh, you know, you've got the authority, which is important, the authority structure, which is critical. You've got the objective or the, the task before us as parents is to shepherd the heart of the child, right? And then the third piece here is the centrality of the gospel. The central focus of parenting is the gospel, okay? And, uh, you know, when we think of the gospel, unfortunately, uh, you know, we sort of try to limit it to, uh, you know, to just the gospel as in, you know, Christ died for you and you have to believe and, and therefore, uh, you know, if you believe on him, you get saved. Okay, of course, that's a fundamental part of the gospel. Uh, but, uh, but gospel is, for, is much more than that. Okay, it's gospel, the gospel is about internal change. And, and we see that uh, if you can just open your Bibles to this passage in Isaiah, sorry, in Ezekiel, um, Ezekiel chapter 36, and I'll just read that. Ezekiel 36, verse 25. So, so this, is, uh, this is giving us a complete, uh, you know, 360-degree uh, view of the gospel, right? And, and look at this carefully. Okay, so here's God speaking to Israel. He says, Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. Okay, I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Okay. So here we see the gospel uh, of the grace of forgiveness. Okay, so the grace of forgiveness is found in the gospel. So what is that? That God is going to cleanse us from all of our filthiness and from our idols and from our sin, right? And he will sprinkle, so he will cleanse you, he will sprinkle clean water. So the gospel is, yes, about, sal it's about redemption. It is about forgiveness. It is about the grace of God that forgives us of our sins. Right, but then it goes on beyond that. Okay, it goes on in verse 26 to say, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. Okay, uh, I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart, uh, give you a heart, yeah, give you a heart of flesh. So you see here that the gospel is also about internal change. Okay, the forgiveness is, 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 is a judicial change. It's God declaring you as righteous, right? He just sprinkles the water on you and he says, okay, you know, you have trusted in my son. My son died for you. You are now cleansed, okay? And unfortunately, our conception of the gospel tends to stop there, all right? But that's not, that's not correct. That's not biblical, right? The gospel goes beyond that to then create internal change. And this is the process of sanctification in our lives, right? So he, he says that I will replace the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. He'll replace the hard-heartedness, the, 
the, um, the, the resistance to God, the stubbornness, okay, he'll replace that with a heart that is open to God and open to his gospel and open to his ways and open to his teachings and his doctrines, right? So that's a grace of forgiveness followed by the grace of internal change. And then there's a third aspect, verse 27. He says, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Right? So keep in mind this, this is being spoken to children of Israel. They had been given the law. Right? They had been given the law and, uh, and they have failed miserably. I mean, God told them, you do all of these things and you'll get these blessings and if you don't, you don't do these things, you have the curses that will come to you and they didn't do all those things and they got all the curses. They were sent into captivity for years and years and, and repeatedly again and again. Uh, and he's telling these people, see, you, you are now struggling. Okay, you can't keep the law. You're failing miserably. I'm having to judge you and punish you. But here's what I'm going to do. Here's the power of, of the gospel is after, you know, I've forgiven you, right? And after I've given you this new heart, you know, what will I do? I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statute. So you will walk in my, my spirit and you will, will guide you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and you will do them. Okay, so that is the grace of empowerment. So he gives us the Holy Spirit and he empowers us to live. Um, you know, and this is also, uh, you know, an important element of the gospel, right? So, so, so when we talk about coming back to the earlier, uh, where all of you were sharing about your uh, desires for your children, you know, I think uh, many of us stop at that forgiveness part and we think, you know, I just want my children to, to be forgiven of their sins, you know, and have eternal life. No, you know, we've brought the poor into their lives, the entire gospel, and this needs to be part, they need to internalize this message. Right, the change that comes and the uh, and how we need to uh, our hearts need to change, right? So that our attitudes and our minds are changing and being transformed, like it says in Romans one, and we are empowered and we do the right thing because we want to do it, not because we have to do it. Right? A lot of lot of young people going into college for the first time, they think they do a lot of things and they follow certain things because that's what's expected. Okay, because. They think that something, you know, they'll get ostracized by their parents. And, and so we have a lot of people, you know, in that age range of 20 to 25, 26, you know, who are walking around, who are not really saved. And they don't know how to deal with the problems in life. And they don't have that true relationship with God. And that's because that internal change has never happened. Okay? And maybe uh, they were never really saved, you know, uh, or, or, you know, they didn't, they didn't, they don't really have this you know, 360 degree conception of the gospel. And so our job as parents is to make sure that as our child's group, children grow up, they understand what is the true gospel. They understand the grace of forgiveness. They understand the grace of eternal change. And they understand the grace of empowerment to live, uh, you know, as God wants us to live. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's the lesson for today. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'll just stop there. Um, as I said, this is sort of foundational. You'll see this element coming up, you know, even when we talk about discipline, you know, we'll be going back to the gospel. Even when we talk about communicating, you know, we'll be going back to the gospel, right? Because the gospel has to be central to, to everything that, that we do. Okay. So uh, uh, we're almost out of time here, but uh, uh, I just thought maybe quickly, does anybody want to share a few things about uh, what, what, are they, uh, what are they struggling with? in their life as parents, if you want to just send it on chat, 
uh, I'll just read it out. You can send it in private chat. Um, you know, uh, what, what are the things that you want uh, us to address in this, uh, in this course? Yeah, just one thing uh, with so our kids, uh, just in terms of uh, helping them see heart issues like anger, say, helping them see heart issues like, uh, you know, jealousy, selfishness, yeah. things like that. Uh, so we've been working on some of them, but uh, we want to nurture that culture that where they can see those issues and we teach them how can they see those heart issues yeah. than yeah. just seeing, you know, the, like, like you mentioned, the external side of it. Right. So, no, absolutely. And that's, that's what we'll talk about. Right. And, uh, and, and the thing about this is what you'll find is that, you know, it can be very frustrating, right? Because the results may not be uh, apparent, but uh, again, the Lord says we've got to work on the heart. So we've got to keep working on the heart, right? And you keep doing it consistently and, and we'll talk about that. So you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, the heart issues, is, is, you'll spend a lot of time on the heart issues. So I have uh, something here uh, saying effective communication with our children, basically the probing into the deeper heart issues. Yeah. So we'll talk about how we do that, communicating with our children. Um, that's going to be a big part of it. So as we go through, we'll find that the two primary tools that, uh, that are given to us, and we see this described for us in the Proverbs mostly, Okay, one is the rod, okay, which everybody knows about and everybody's been subject to it, you know, uh, at various times in their life. Uh, and, uh, you know, everybody's eager to use it sometimes, but uh, there's also, it says the rod and the reproof. Okay, the rod and reproof bring correction. So we will spend quite a bit of time on reproof, what that means. That's all about communication. Okay, that's about, about uh, you know, teaching the child, it's about talking to the child, it's about helping them to see into their hearts, okay? Um, so we'll talk about both the rod and the reproof. We'll actually talk about reproof first because I think that's far more important than the rod, okay? Although the rod has its place. Okay, any other thoughts? Genji? Just one, um, yeah, one thing also was uh, each child's um, personality is very different from the other. Um, and uh, also the age, like if I look at my girls, they're all of different ages. So one formula just does not apply to all ages, or all personalities, or all gifting. So how do we create that, um, the difference between how yeah. do we address a particular child in the level of how the child can understand and how do yeah. we also measure correction versus, uh, you know, you're, you're speaking with good intent to them for them to understand better. So that would be... Yeah, no, that, that's very good, Benji. That's, that's a big challenge, right? So... So you're right, every child is different. And, and, and I do believe that God gives parents an ability to see that, right? To, to really uh, discern, you know, as you go, you can discern whether a child is being honest or not honest or whatever. Uh, and, and yes, we'll talk about, we'll talk about the different ages and, and what you do uh, in the different ages is different. And what you'll find is that over time, you know, certain things need to dominate, right? At a certain age, it's more broad, less reproof as you grow up. It becomes less rod and more approved. But mm. if you don't do those things early, right, when they're very young, it becomes more difficult later on, right? So, uh, you know, and uh, uh, and so, yeah, we, we will talk about that. Any other uh, thoughts? Maybe how we can be friendly with our kid and at the same yeah. time to authority. Yeah. That balance. That's always tough. That's always tough because... Uh, 
we somehow think that that the two don't go together right and that's where that's where that uh, that uh, benevolent despot thing comes in you know you know the child needs to know that you love them uh, at the same time they also need to respect your authority right and and, and and that's a fine balance so yes we'll talk about that okay George, in my case i was suffering with anger issues and my child has learned that although now i'm trying to change but how to undo the damage done by me yeah uh, so so you're right there are a lot of things that you know we have been damaged maybe by our parents you know, we have done damage to your parents i think uh, you know that's that's a tough one you know because sometimes some damage stays forever right but uh, but that's where you you rely on the grace of god and, and you just cry out to the lord and and you change right you change and show that uh, and, and sometimes you might have to compensate for that, right? So, so the, the, the first step is understanding that. So a lot of parents think they write off the anger and say, well, you know, they provoked me to it or whatever, right? Uh, I know I've got, I've had an anger problem and, and I've done that with some of my children and, and what, what I find that works really well there and we'll talk about it again as we go through the class is, is really admitting when you're wrong, okay? So sometimes parents don't want to admit they're wrong and ask forgiveness of their children because they they think that diminishes their authority. But you know, in fact, uh, children will appreciate that and uh, and respect you more if you do that. Okay. Um, how to help our children to pursue on long-term goal for his or her life, basically to inspire them to see the higher purpose. Yeah. So you know, there's an interesting one because uh, uh, honestly, I I don't have an answer to that. I I think uh, finding this higher purpose and all that is. Um, is something that they have to do on their own. Okay, I, I think what we as parents uh, are called to do is, for the time we have, they have, they are with us, is to is to shepherd them in the right direction, shepherd their thinking, shepherd their hearts, help them to understand the gospel, help them to understand who God is, right? And 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 they need to see by your example. So if you go back to that Deuteronomy six passage. It's all about example. You know, you walk. You know, first you internalize it, right, and then you walk. And so they learn by example. So we will we will talk about some of those things. What is a good age that they understand what we say? Because sin starts from day one. So they disobey even at age one and two. But do they understand about sin, etc. when we talk about it or about God? Or do we tell them not to do something and talk about God and sin later when they can death? Yeah, so again, you ought to, you ought to apply a little bit of judgment there, right? Uh, but one thing is that you don't... Um, uh, you know, you don't, uh, sometimes we diminish the ability of our child to understand. Children actually understand fairly well. Um, you know, God has given them that ability to understand. But certainly, you know, if they don't, if they don't understand words, then saying a lot of words doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense, right? But what we have to do is to start that process of them understanding when it comes to sin, and uh, we, we'll talk about this, right? What they need to understand is the consequence that when you sin, there is a consequence, right? And that's what God says. You know, if you do, if you do these things or don't do these things, there's a consequence, right? And they need to see that consequence. They need to understand there is pain. And then as they start, their understanding starts going, then you can start adding words and explanations to it, right? So, so we will talk about that. Okay. I think those are all good, uh, good uh, questions and struggles. Uh, everybody goes through it. I, I think I will... Maybe close with this this thought that um, you know uh, uh, parenting is not 
is not easy okay by by any means it's it can be rewarding at times it can be uh, uh, very frustrating at times uh, and uh, and ultimately you know you can do all of these things you can do the right things and uh, you know and still you know there is no guarantee that your your kids are going to go uh, you know in the in the way that you want some of them might go very wrong and very often we tend to look at that and say well what did their parents do wrong right so so you know, I'll go back to the financial principles class. You know, God calls us to be a faithful steward, right? Certainly, what we do or don't do will, in many ways, impact the outcome and the results, but not always. I mean, you could have the best parents in the world who did all the things right, and their child may still. You now, at the end of the day, every 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 child, you know, is an individual human being, right? And they have to come to that realization. They may still choose to reject, you know. Uh, so, you know, we do. What we are called to do, we, we, we do what we are called to do faithfully, we do it faithfully. But ultimately, you know, this parenting requires a lot of prayer, it requires a lot of turning to the Lord, it requires a lot of leaving to the Lord, uh, it requires tough decisions sometimes, uh, you know, especially when your kids grow up and they are they're going into adulthood, uh, you know, and uh, uh, and so if there's no uh, there's no recipe to you know, that, that says if you do this, you're going to be successful. If you don't do this, you're going to fail, right? But what we do know is that, you know, God has given us certain things to do and we have to do that faithfully, right? Uh, and uh, that's what we're going to do in this class is we're going to focus on what does the word of God say, you know, and then it's up to us to implement that faithfully, patiently, you know, and but, but there's no substitute for, you know, it's not a formula thing like, you know, like a machine. You just put all these ingredients and you know, the perfect uh, thing comes out, right? Uh, you know, you can still have things happen. Uh, there are still things that might happen in your life. Maybe there's mistakes that you make. Maybe you do everything fine and they still go wrong. Uh, all of those cases, you know, I, we've all seen those situations, right? Uh, so ultimately, you know, we, we leave the result to God. Uh, but uh, what we have to ask ourselves is, have I been faithful to the call, right? So parenting is a call. God has called us to be parents. He's given us that role. He's given us that responsibility. And so we need to understand what the word of God teaches. We need to apply it in our lives faithfully, right? And then leave the ultimate results. So with that, we'll, we'll close here. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, if you have the book with you, some of you have the book. I know we gave it out a few days ago. Uh, next week, please read chapter one. Okay. Uh,